Chapter 1. Business Planning and the Essentials Vision without action is but a dream. Action without vision is just activity. Vision plus action can change the world. So wrote Stephen Covey. Returning home from a visit to Matt, his accountant, and Dave, the bank manager, Rob was bothered. Why couldn't they see that the problems facing the farm were due to high interest rates and declining crop prices, he asked himself. Why did they start to question him deeply about his plan for the operation over the next five years? Hell, a 12-month budget was damn near useless. Sure, it wasn't too hard to plan the expenses, but income's impossible. It's okay for desk jockeys to say they want me to do plans, but they don't have cyclones, hail or frost to consider on the farm side or commodities that are virtually impossible to predict week by week, let alone over the next five years. On reaching home, Rob was still upset over the meeting. Sure, things weren't going well. He was the first to admit that, but how much harder could he and his family work? Already he was putting in 70 to 80 hours a week, and now they wanted him to prepare a five-year plan for the farm. They even had the cheek to suggest he might be better off getting a consultant to assist. Ha, what irony. Here he was totally strapped for cash, and the bank suggests he spend more on a consultant. At home that evening, Rob raised the day's events with Millie, his wife. What an excellent idea, she said. You know, Rob, I don't know why we, or at least I, didn't think of that before. Baz, my boss, completed a similar exercise last year, and I think it's had a tremendous impact on the business and the staff. At least we all know where the business is heading, what the key issues are, and what has to be done to overcome them. It's funny, you know. But I never for one moment considered that such a process could be good for our farm. Somehow, I've always considered our business so different from Baz's, but when you come to think of it, he's just the same sort of things affecting him. In many ways, the weather affects him just as much as it does a farmer. Too often, we start the planning process for our business as a result of downturn in the business. The secret is to start whilst we're on top. But now, Millie was quite excited. She'd love to have an opportunity to help Rob get the business into a better footing, and this might be just the opportunity. For a long time, she'd felt that they were not going about things the right way, but had lacked the confidence to do anything about it. Rob was always so adamant that things would get better. The next season would be better and okay. Rob, she said, let's have a look at the material the accountant gave you. To tell you the truth, she said, I'm pretty excited about this. It'll give me a chance to get involved in the business. The consultant whom Baz has used is all giving us some input. At first, Baz was not so sure. You know how he is, but he, he soon warmed to the idea, and I think at the end of the process, actually enjoyed talking to all of us from a different perspective. Gradually, Rob started to come around. While he still felt that the whole idea wouldn't come to much, he was curious to find out why everybody was jumping on this planning bandwagon. Business planning is not something magical or revolutionary. It is rather a commitment to a process. The secret is to challenge every assumption previously made in the business. No single operation or practice is left unchallenged. To get started.
Well, said Rob, they want a business plan prepared for the property and they gave me a checklist of things that we should do. Hell, Millie, it looks like a lot of work. They want me to go through the whole business and provide an assessment of the human, the physical and the financial position. I said to them, you know everything about the finances on this place already. But they insisted. With that, Rob produced some sheets which the accountant had prepared for him to make a start. Matt, the accountant, and I went through some of the items on the first one. The road to success, said Rob. The first couple of sections seemed a bit theoretical to me. It just seems that so much of it's out of our control that whatever we said would be just wishful thinking, he lamented. I just don't know. We seem to be on a treadmill where we run faster and faster just to stay still. What's the road to success look like? Firstly, have a vision for your perfect farm. Determine what you want. Have goals to help you realise your vision. Ensure agreement is reached with the other key decision makers on the goals. Secondly, you must accurately assess your present situation. Know where you are. Know your current capabilities, your strengths, your weaknesses and historical performance. Know your external developments, your threats, your opportunities and their impact on the farm. Thirdly, identify the steps needed to progress from your present situation to the goal. So prepare practical and achievable operational plans and realistic budgets. And lastly, develop a process that ensures commitment. Goals will be realised only if they're a priority. Priorities will be realised only if there is commitment. So you know, said Millie, these sheets are not so different from those Baz's consultant produced. We all had to go through and list absolutely everything that may influence the business. How much time do you think I've got, grumbled Rob. You know, tomorrow I have to start the team off at 4.30am. I know, said Millie, but why don't we put some time aside each night to go through this and see if we can't get a better understanding of where we're going, and more importantly, where we want to go. The Business Audit, a checklist. From the human point of view, we need to identify the farmer's goals. Can a better definition of goals and objectives be achieved? The farmer's skills. Can they be improved? And farm labour. How will improvements in mechanisation and management impact on labour productivity? From the physical perspective, the property size and quality, is there sufficient area of adequate quality to meet the future needs? The water availability, is water a limiting factor and what are the likely external constraints in the future? The plant and equipment, is all the potential mechanisation completed? How much plant and equipment is unnecessary? The nutrition program. What scope is there to improve cost effectiveness of the program? And pest and disease control, post-harvest management. Is adequate monitoring in place and is there a good quality management system in place? And then there's the financial marketing arm. Looking at activity, gross margins, is there scope for increasing, optimising activity mix? 
In the overheads, where can cuts be made? The capital invested for each activity. What's the expected rate of return on extra capital investment in new or expanded activities? The fund's availability. What are the avenues of extending the terms of the loans? And market development penetration. Can new markets be obtained for existing products or can the products be marketed in a different way to existing markets? Setting the goals. The next night, as they sat around the dining room table, Millie asked Rob, what's your perfect farm? That's a tough starter, Rob said. I'm not sure that I'm ready to answer that question right now. I agree. It's one that I haven't really thought about. Well, not quite in those terms. When you just read the question, it sounds silly. You think to yourself, everyone knows what they want. But when you come to write down very clearly what you want, it's not so easy. Too often we assume we know and others know where we're headed. The secret is to clearly define your visions and goals and make them an essential part of the working environment.